soon as possible. Patrick, what are you doing here? I thought the Corps would help me straighten out my life, sir. The Corps? What the... Pat, this isn't the... Don't. Oh, no, beggars can't be choosers. Can you take hats in a dignified and sophisticated manner? You mean like a weenie? Okay. May I take your hat, sir? May I take your hat, sir? May I... All right, I've heard enough. You've got the job. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Rough House Show. Dean's next to me. JT's fiddling with the controls. Ugh. Trying his best over there, I guess. JT, get, get the headphones on. Come on, man. God, you're acting like it's the first show when, in reality, it's the Baker's Dozen. Baker's Dozen. Number 13. I said that last week, but I had to say it. I had to wait a week before I could say I had to wait a week. It's they, now the Baker's Dozen show. I don't know why, but Baker's are more generous than the rest of us. Yeah. Apparently, we shall be as generous as Baker's. JT, how are you over there? I'm doing, doing well? Yeah. How was your week? It went. It went. It went. And you're not even over yet. Only only halfway done, so. Yeah. But what hump a thing day. to look forward to every Wednesday, hump day, halfway yeah. through the week, and you say, you know what? Rough ass show. You say, you know what? I got something to look forward to tonight. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be going over our NFL. It's, it's crazy. Back. It's kind of back. It's sort of back. You know, when the Super Bowl ended, I was like, huh, we're not going to have anything to talk about on the Rough House show. Turns out football never sleeps. It was like a two-week hiatus. Yep, and yep. now it's back. Now we're back in talking NFL. Um, we're going to have just no NBA segment today. It's just going to be a straight basketball segment. Uh, so we're just going to talk about orange ball, some nylon, hoops. Maybe chain. The hardwood chain if you're... Uh, into that kind of thing. I would really be uh, for us getting chain nets here at Nichols College. Yeah, but then when we cut them down every year, it's kind of a hassle. Oh, yes. Uh, and then JT and I are going to engage in a little PGA talk, just just for us. I don't think anyone really cares about that except for you and me. Um, and then we're going to finish up with a little debate. We got a, another debate. A killer debate. A killer debate. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. So, um, who wants to lead us off? JT, it's your team. Come on, tell us what the Rams did. Yeah, what did the Rams do, JT? Uh, so they made a trade. Okay. Yes. Last week. Congratulations. Um, go on. Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters, who's that? Uh, he's a cornerback for the Chiefs. 19 interceptions over the last three seasons. Six fumble recoveries, I believe, too. Hey, those are just, Twen- that's just extra. 25, 25 turnovers. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, traded for him. Gave, got a six-round pick out of it, too. I think they gave up a second and a fourth. Might be wrong. Might be right. Who knows? Peters and a sixth-round pick in 2018 for a 2019 second-round pick and a 2018 fourth. Yeah. So, yeah, they also said today that they're looking to bring back Tremaine Johnson, too. So that does not close the door on him. Tremaine. Hey, I, I like him a lot. He's had problems with the Chiefs' change of scenery. My uh, end up working wonders for him. Even though he's still a great player who performs, but attitude-wise, I think that's a good change. I, I really like this trade as well. I think that the Rams kind of, they didn't give up much. They they gave up a second-round pick next year, but on all accounts, it looks like they're going to be poised for another good season. So you don't see that pick falling outside of like 45 or lower. It's going to be probably 46 through 60 because that's the second round. But I don't think it's going to be in, like, the actual upper echelon of second-round picks. He only costs $1.4 million, so that's huge. That's, so That saves – if they don't bring back Trumaine, that saves $13 million right there. However, this is a rental. You are giving up a second-round pick for one year of uh, Marcus Peters because, as you all know, the rookie contract is only four years. So after this year, that 1.9 is going to skyrocket. So all in all, a good trade by the Rams because they get better at a skill position that you need to get better at to play in the NFL. You live and you die by the corners, and you kind of saw that in the Super Bowl. But the Chiefs, knowing that they probably wanted to move on, they got decent value when he's been on the trade block for quite some time. I think this was an all-around fair deal, but if I had to 
If I had to choose one, I think the Rams got the better end of it. No? No, no Dean? Yeah, no, I agree. You shook your head no. Uh, I was I was spacing out. Sorry. Uh, I was thinking <laughs> about something else. What were you thinking about? I, I don't remember at this moment in my life. Um, but, hey, Marcus Peters is a good player. Chiefs, great team last year. Well, first half great team last year. Uh, sort of fell off the wagon. Come second half, but uh, like you said, uh, the corners is just such a vital position in the NFL. It's a passing league. I don't know if you know that. I've been told. It's a passing <laughs> league, so in order to play in a passing league, what do you got to do? Throw Defend the, the pass. Oh. oh. Hmm. It's like we're finishing each other's Sandwi- s- sandwiches. Sent it. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, yeah, no, I think it's a good trade. Um, give up a couple picks you don't have to think about for a while. That second-round pick might come back to bite him, but, I mean... It really depends on if Marcus Peters signs with them again, because if he doesn't, then you're yeah, then yeah, it's a bad trade for the Rams, because you're losing a potentially valuable player that you could get in the second round. Like JT, I don't know what the Rams' holes are. I would assume offensive line, because I, I see. I, it feels like every year offensive line is always something you can shore up. No, you're shaking your no. head. No. What do the Rams have to work on? Defensive line? Uh, no, they need to work on their cornerbacks. That's exactly it. Uh, Tremaine Johnson, uh, Nickel, Roby, Coleman, both three agents, probably not expected back. So this fills one hole. They're going to slide one of their safeties down to cornerback as of now. LaMarcus Joyner? No, uh, um, Josh Johnson from BC. Okay. He played last year. He was really good. He can't. Uh, he surprised a lot of people. They don't want to move Joyner off of that safety because he moved there and he had so much, so much success there. So If it's not broke, don't fix yeah. it. So that safety, he's not going to be manning one half of the field, right? He's going to be like a dime, kind of like in the slot, like mm-hmm. just an, uh, just a, a bigger kind of body, but still able to defend, maybe load up the box a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's a good choice by the Rams. I like this trade a lot, and I'm especially going to like it a lot more if they can retain him for future years to come, maybe like a nice four- or five-year deal after this. Yeah. Um, shockwaves through the NFL. Yeah. Total shockwaves this offseason so far. Just blockbuster deals being made left and right. And by left and right, mean we mean this one. Yeah, this and then a couple franchise one. tags, which, speaking of... Hey, tag, you're it. Tag, you're it. <laughs> no, no, you're it. No tag backs. Oh. JT, you're it. Uh, oh, all right. Studios base, studios base. <laughs> 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 all right, so uh, talk to me about some franchise tag guys, Danny. So Ezekiel Ansah joins jo- uh, Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. So there's two franchise tags. That's it. Is that really it? That's all, I mean, not really much to say. JT, what do you think? Not really much to say when it comes to yeah. franchise tagging. I think people make a lot of big, a much bigger deal of franchise tagging than it is. There are some cases where it's like, okay, like, like the whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing before we traded him. It was like, okay, uh, we don't what's going to happen? Really. Like, should we franchise, you know, that whole thing? But for the most part, it's pretty, I don't know. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, I heard he was actually, like, considering retiring if they franchise tagged him again. Which, Which is funny because he would just sit out a year and come back, no? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, franchise tag, it's not what you want if you're in the NFL because it's such a do-or-die league. Like, you, you go out there one play and your whole season, your career could end. So people want that guaranteed money. They want, like, a three-, four-, or five-year deal if possible. And for Ezekiel Ansah, the Lions are pretty much saying, like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. We need you. We're going to try and work out this deal. And especially with Matt Patricia coming, just giving him the opportunity to work with him for one more year, I think it's a good idea because I don't see who else the Lions would want to use this tag on. So just giving one more weapon to a head coach that's new there, it's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. <coughs> um, hey, you want to know what? What? We don't have to deal with those annoying Papa John's commercials anymore. Ah, uh, but... On on the um, on the surface of it, I'm gonna miss those. You're gonna miss the Papa John's commercials. Yeah, it's it's like a bad girlfriend where it's like, uh, she's gone, but it's like you still remember her. And Papa John's like they were bad, horrible. They were awful, god but, awful. But they're still Papa John's. They're still the NFL. Peyton uh, Manning. I don't know. And here's the other thing, NFL didn't get much better because they signed Pizza Hut, and Pizza Hut is horrible. Now let me tell you, that's a downgrade. That is a 
huge down. I didn't even think Pizza Hut was still in business. Uh, Pizza Hut is like living solely off of when my grandma tells my family that she wants to go eat Pizza Hut. And you're like, all right, grandma, we're going to Pizza Hut. I'm like, grandma, there's like a million pizza places. Why do you want Pizza Hut? And she, she loves it. But I do not. You do not. I'm not a fan of Pizza Hut. I'm not a fan of Papa John's, but I'm really not a fan of Pizza Hut. <sighs> JT, do you have a... Domino's. Pizza Hut's better than Papa John's. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Do I hear a fire alarm going off on campus? Because what a hot take by JT. JT, go, go tell us why. Is, Is it the reason? stuffed crust? Is it the $7 uh, buffet? There's a $7 buffet. That's a huge there. part of it. I mean, that food is disgusting. No, it's not, it's not bad. It's, right. it's better than Papa John's. I mean, I've never been inside of Papa John's before. But will the commercials be better than Papa John's? That's what I care about. Right. Every time I remember a Pizza Hut commercial, it's just like the close-up shots of the pizza. At least Papa John's tried to be funny. I no? think you think it was Little Caesars. Close-up. No, think- no, I'm thinking of Pizza Hut. Close-up with the stuffed crust. Oh, he's right. Yeah. I mean, Little Caesars does it, too. But Little Caesar also did the commercial where the guy's like, oh, my God, pizza at Little Caesars. And then it's like a horse running across the Grand Canyon. And then they walk into the, uh, they walk into the restaurant, and they're in part of a horse costume. So back to football. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So bring up this next thing, Danny. I'm still baffled about this. How do you? They blew a deal, and then 14 hours later, Pizza Hut's in. You know, oh. I'm over it. I'm over it. It's yeah. over. Okay. Get Pro over flag it. football. That's a thing. Yeah. So this is just another money grab for all the guys who flamed out of the league. Okay, but. When I read you the list of participants... Okay, read the list, and I can already see uh, two that I'm <laughs> laughing at. Michael Vick, Terrell Owens, Chad Ochocinco slash Chad Johnson, whatever you want to go by. I don't judge. Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen. I love that. The old, The old quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. Yes. That's Jimmy Clausen. Oh, yeah. Big okay. time. He is god-awful. Used to play for Cincinnati in college, I believe? Yeah. Yes. He is god-awful. Justin Forsett. Carlos Boozer. Another one, which is just ridiculous. You know he played in the NBA, right? Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Nate Robinson. Who, Another NBA player. Well, who, who's he, like 5'6". But he tried out to be a corner for the Seahawks. so And got cut. Just an athlete, though. Sh- sure. Just, you don't He's have to like, tackle. What is he, 40 now? Doesn't matter. He jumped over Superman. He did. Okay, fair. What's the last name on the list? Um, um, Michael Johnson, an Olympic sprinter, apparently. Former Olympic sprinter. I believe he played at Oregon. Did he not? I don't know. I, I think know. he played football at Oregon. This is such a generic name. It could, you could literally name anyone. Like, oh, it's uh, Jack Smith. And I'm like, oh, Jack Smith. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to look it up because I want to um, see if I'm right. I'm pretty sure Jim McClass wanted to know the name, too. Oh, was it? I think. I don't know. You might be right. You could, you very well could be. I, I'm not very keen on college sports. Me neither. Michael Johnson, did he win anything? That's my question. Because this league gets significantly better or worse because, like, they're advertising him, so he must be good. But is he actually going to benefit the league? What do you think, JT? Like, is this league even going like, to? I don't. I don't even know who Michael Johnson is. None of us. He's do. just an Olympic sprinter. He's just fast. Which I guess in flag football. Yeah, just throw deep. Hopefully yeah. he has hands. I huh. guess so. Um, but, hey, another league that's legit. Uh, so we all know Tom Brady. JT, you know who that is? I've heard of him once or twice. Once or twice. Okay, so we all know Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Yeah. Danny, you know Jimmy? Yes, not personally, but yes. So uh, their agent, Don Yee, uh, he, Don Yee, he, he is actually creating a league uh, in California. With uh, Adidas, it's the Pacific Pro League, and basically uh, any kid who comes out of high school uh, who wants to get paid for playing football um, will can play in this league for three years, and then they'll be eligible for the draft. <coughs> now, my question for this: What if they want to play more than three years? Ooh, what? I don't know. I didn't. I don't think those ideal details have been flushed out yet. But that's a good good call. Now, what if you don't want to go to the NFL? You want to stay where the competition's light, and you want to just dominate. Just I, make like eighty thousand a year. I don't think they'll be able to do that, and here's why: because they want to create like a safe atmosphere for like high schoolers, right? Like, I think it's more of like an amateurism type thing. So once you're eligible for the draft, you can't be uh, in the league anymore. I feel like that's how they're going to do it. They they didn't mention that. Um, this just came out today, so I got to wait for the details to be hashed out. I just think it's interesting that Don Yee is the one. 
uh, came up with it. I think this is a brilliant idea. It's a lot like what you Good see. Good for him. He's going to have a pipeline of, eight, of athletes if he wants to um, you know, represent them in the league. It's absolutely true. I mean, I love this because it's a lot like what the NBA is trying to do. Or the the leagues that are surfacing around the NBA where it offers them a chance to like go pro but not play in the NCAA. And for football, it's never been an option because you go into the NFL, you're playing 28-year-old men. Yep. When you're an 18-year-old boy, and that doesn't go so well. Although some of those 18-year-olds look like they're 30. Some of them. But uh, not the, just in the NBA. Like, think of Leonard Fournette yeah, when but he the, came into the league. But the majority of which do not. Okay, that's and fair. It's important to protect them and, like, at least still get them competition if they don't want to go into one of the most corrupt um, agencies and, like, athletic, <laughs> athletics of, like, all time in the NCAA. Right. I love it. I love that. I love that you can be an athlete, be 18, and get paid to play your sport before going actual pro. Like, a little, a little semi-pro, whatever you want to call it. I love this idea. JT? Yeah, it's an idea. I don't have much to say because I don't know anything about it. So just... Think about, like, you're 18, you either get to play in the NCAA, or you're going to play in this. One of them pays you, one of them pretends to give you an education. Pretends is a big <laughs> word there, because it's very true. I'd go NCAA. Would you? Why? Yep. Atmosphere. atmosphere. I knew it. Big atmosphere JT's a guy. big atmosphere guy. Huge atmosphere guy. Alright. Um, so, let's move on, then. Uh, JT, thank you for the input. Um, there's just... <laughs> Great knowledge that you're dropping on us. I'm literally uh, si- I'm next to JT twisting our, his arm for all you out there. Yeah, trying to get him to speak up. JT, introduce the next uh, bullet point, please. Do you know where we are? Johnny Mantel <laughs> <laughs> tweeted out, it's not about the money, it's about getting back to doing what I miss and love. He said that he would play for free. Now, let me He just- would play in the NFL for free. Let me just tell you why that's a lie. First off. First off, it's absolutely about the money. Absolutely. His name, his nickname is Money Manziel. Yeah. Comeback season, uh, him going on Barstool, it's all about clout. Yeah. Oh, he has a whole, like, merchandising company now. Yeah. No, he's, I hate to say it, but this is all, like, he's going to go back to partying. Like, you'll, you'll get your chance. Pretty sure he still does. You'll get your chance. You were, you were a two-time Heisman winner, I believe. Two-time Heisman. Did he win it twice? No, no, just once. Just, just once. Youngest player ever to win Heisman? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, I thought I thought he won it the year Still after. remarkable. I thought he won it both years, but I am probably wrong because, again, not excellent in college. But nonetheless, an ab- absolute abundance of talent. I mean, yeah, he's great. He's, what is he, 24, 20, 5, 6, 7? Mid-20s. Uh, I mean, he's kind of in his prime. I mean... I just hope that he doesn't fall back into his little trap because everyone's given he's 25. Everyone's given him uh, another chance. It seems just, like. Let's just take note that like there are quarterbacks that didn't even start their careers until after 25. I would assume Kurt, Kurt Warner is one of them. Brandon Whedon didn't even get drafted until he was 29 or yep. 30. Like his career is far from over. He is not even in his prime. Your prime is around 28 years old. For a quarterback, maybe not maybe not his play style, but usually you can extend that into the 34s. Maybe maybe he goes into the 32s, 33s. I don't know. He's not a pocket passer. He's kind of a mobile quarterback, West Coast kind of guy. Like little dink and dunks, make some plays with your legs. But you still think seven years with a quarterback, that's enough time to actually groom him, like have him in the system, win some games. I don't know if he can be the guy. But the guy, he, he can be a Band-Aid at least. He uh, certainly acts like he can be the guy. He has that charisma, I think. But Okay, so higher or lower, just a yes or no on this. Someone offers him a minimum contract. Does he take it? Yes. 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 Absolutely no questions asked, no matter where. He's trying to get back into the league. I, I think he'll come back into the league on whatever contract anyone gives him. And then try to prove that he deserves a better contract. So you you do see him saying you you think he's genuine then with it's yes. not about the money. I mean, to a point, I think a lot of it right now is him trying to build up that 
the comeback season brand that he's kind of created. He's been doing all the barstool. I uh, did a pop-up shop in at Texas A&M. Like he's doing all that. Um, but I definitely think that at his heart, he does want to play football again. It's just a matter of, you know, I think the brand thing is just for now because he's definitely run out of all his money that I mean, he had in the league. It's it's tough though. Like I I can see why he's doing this. Like he must miss football. It's tough to be excellent at something. I can't I can't like do this firsthand, but I would imagine mm. that if you excel at something your entire life yeah. and yep. you get like scholarships and uh-huh. people love you, people are calling your name like I mean, he was a god at Texas A&M when he was there. That's what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, it's gone. Just out of nowhere. Yep. And you don't know who you are anymore. Your identity is gone. Your identity was football and partying, and now partying has cost you your identity as a football player. And now you're just a rich kid whose mom and dad were yelling at him. And Dean shuts off the TV. It's I, getting uh, a little bit rough in here. I just see the rough house is getting a little distracted. The uh, Golden State Warriors, Ron, with the Washington Wizards. And uh, JT, what's the score? Ooh. Oh, wait. Oh. You can't see the TV because I turned it up. Oh. Hmm. All right. All right. Well, so, hey. JT, get your hand away. As, from one, as one player tries to get back into the league, another one potentially wanted out. And let me know who that is. Rob Gronkowski. During training camp this past year, apparently, allegedly, not confirmed, but allegedly, uh, was thinking about walking away from the game. Total malarkey. Total malarkey. Total malarkey. He's he's full of it. You think so? Absolutely. Can you believe, I talked to JT about this, can you believe another tight end in this league is being paid more than him? Um, I don't know who it is. I believe it's Jordan Reed. I was going to guess Delaney Walker. Wow. Jordan Reed. I can see that, though, because, as you said earlier, it's a passing league, and Jordan Reed is... Brain dead. Full of potential, though. Brain dead. Brain yes. dead. Yes, but full of potential. That's true. Because of his athletic makeup and the way he plays, he's more of a six foot five, six foot six receiver more than he is a tight end. He's like a Jimmy Graham... Esque player back when Jimmy Graham was good, right? Because he has the ability to take over a game, but he's not the traditional tight end. It's a matchup nightmare, and I can see that. But Gronkowski's also been hurt, which is what probably led him to doing this old retirement on top of losing a Super Bowl, right? What do um, you think? I, I think I think you're crazy. You have a chance to go down as the best NFL tight end. I think he's already there. The best ever. Yes, I think he's already there. Above Tony Gonzalez, Absolutely. Antonio Gates. Absolutely. Those guys had long careers. Gronk's had, what, nine-year career now? Yes. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. He already had, does, how many touchdowns does he have? I mean, we, we can't really get into stats because we don't fact check. I mean, he has less than Antonio Gonzalez and Antonio Gates. Antonio, uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, if you want to just do just off touchdowns, I just think that people will look at him and just say that was the best tight end ever. No one can guard him. Could anyone guard Tony Gonzalez? I'd have to say yes. Antonio Gates for a time, but they were both—they were both absolutely dominant. And <clears throat> I just, but Gronk is like another level of dominant. Okay, but you're only saying this because you grew up watching Gronkowski. You didn't. I grow- mean, Tony Gonzalez was in the league when I was watching it growing up. And Antonio Gates as well. But that was past their primes. Okay, but still, in, I mean, in a non-passing league when it was still more predicated off the run. All right, so that kind of gets into the whole era thing. Well, like, you can are, be, is a as a player better than his era? You can only be as good as your era, right? I, I get that. I'm saying. I understand so, that. I, I mean, I, I think it's definitely a conversation to have. What What do you mean? Like him being the greatest tight end ever? Oh, I'm absolutely on board with him. If he plays another four, four, five years, if you can just play into your low thirties, just continue to have success. Maybe don't get injured as much because you got to think most important stat is games played. And yep. Gronkowski is seemingly always hurt. Mm-hmm. And Gates, as well as Gonzalez, they were reliable. Oh, for, they were indestructible, they I were, feel like. They were reliable for their team. They were Ironmen. Mm-hmm. They were always on the field, and they had a, long, a longevity for their career. Gronkowski, not the same. But for the timeline, if you don't take duration into the account, yeah, Gronkowski could be the most physically dominant tight end to ever play. <coughs> but did he have the best all-around career? I would argue no. Mm. Yeah. A great sure. argument to have, though. Great argument to have. And if he retires, top five tight end NFL history for sure for me. Oh, absolutely top five. Yeah. Absolutely top five. I don't know if I could put him as the number one, the best tight end 
at this time. But if he plays another four years, especially mm-hmm. with Brady throwing him the ball, why not? Absolutely. All right. So that's our uh, football right now. That's all we got. But, we're gonna, but it's back. We're going to move. <laughs> yeah, football's back. It's just weird that we're talking about football. We, hey, tomorrow's March, and we're still talking about football. Oof. And the draft is coming up. <sighs> draft coverage. Free agency, all that stuff. Oh, man. man. <laughs> all right. So let's move into basketball. Uh, JT, what happened this past weekend? Nick, uh, on Saturday. Nicholas College won the conference championship for the second year in a row. And who'd they beat? Ennecott for the second year in a row. Oh. <laughs> Wait, did we beat Ennecott for the second year in a row? The second. God, I hate Ennecott. G-U-L-L-S. Can't spell goals without two L's. That's true. I've been seeing that hashtag around <laughs> uh, social media. Yes, the Nicholas College Bison. Uh, I don't want to say destroyed because we didn't really destroy. It was a fantastic it was, game. It was a it was one of the best college basketball games I've ever been to in my life. They played significantly better than I thought they would have. Yep. And I, as you know, and many of you on the on the airwaves, I was commentating the game. You were. You were the roughhouse commentating the championship game. Courtside. That's courtside. Uh, which was incredible. It was terrifying. What was it? You're nervous. 10 of 12 shooting from beyond the arc for the goals in the first half. Yeah. 83%. Yeah, that was, that was ridiculous. They that were stuff. shooting lights out. Mm-hmm. And it was terrifying. Yeah, but, it was. But we were only down by six, and we were shooting normal. They were shooting like Lights superhuman. Out. Yeah. So I kind of we kind of all knew that we would come back because you can't keep up an eighty three percent from beyond no, the arc. Not at all. You live and you die by the three. They lived by they lived in the first half. They managed in the second, but it wasn't enough to outlast the Bison. And that was wild. I thought it was honestly an awesome game. Uh, and now this week, this weekend. Saturday? Friday. 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 Up in... Plattsburgh. Plattsburgh, upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Near Canada. Almost near Canada. It's going to be number 21, Plattsburgh, versus number 22, Nicholas yeah. College Bison. JT, I know you have an issue with this. Oh, no? Switch those? 16, Plattsburgh, no, 21, Nichols. Now Did the new rankings yeah. come out? Oh, the new rankings came out. Great. Now, like, I knew you had a problem with this initially. Do you still have a problem with these two teams playing right off the bat? Yes, that it should have never happened. We should have been in a different bracket. Tell us why, because I don't understand this yet. Because for the host sites, there's four teams. Uh, the host is obviously the best team out of them. And if you look at the other two teams in our in our section, it's called a pod. And the other, so the bottom half of the pod, those two teams are not nearly as good as us or Plattsburgh. So if anything, we should have been with one of the other two teams and vice versa for Plattsburgh. But I think that the winner of this uh, game would have a good chance of going to the Sweet 16. Which is an accomplishment in its own. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, especially D3. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous. Just anywhere. Just being able to make the NCAA tournament is a huge honor. Yeah, absolutely. A great great, uh, feat to accomplish. But, JT, you just said it yourself. We have to beat this team first mm-hmm. to have a chance at getting all to all these rounds. Do you see this happening? Plattsburgh, a good team, ranked higher than us. We're going to their gym. They're going to have the atmosphere. We're going to be the underdogs as we were last year. Do we have – my question is do we have the depth? Do we have the size to combat, combat these players? I know we have the guards. I know we have the shooting if everyone's hitting their shots. Tyler Dion, Marcos, and Deontay, they're all they're all very good players. But do we have the bigs to go against these big bodies that other teams are going to have in this tournament? I think that we do have a good chance against this team. They've won 19 in a row. Their conference is not very strong, but neither is ours. So I think that no team in the country plays like we do. What do you mean? Four guards, one big. Yeah. It's just... We're up and down the court shooting threes. It's gonna be it's gonna be an adjustment period for, for. I think that we're used to going up against decent size because in our in our league, it's not like everyone's doing four guards, one center. The, some teams have a normal lineup, so I think that it would be easier for us to get go into that game and feel like we're playing like as is, just normal game. I think it would be a lot different for Plattsburgh because they're going to see a style that they've probably never seen this year. So what I hear from you is these aren't your words exactly. I'm kind of basing it off what you said, but 
Daquan Antoine could be the absolute X factor for a lot of these games because being a stretch four, also like a traditional lanky three, like a Brendan Ingram, Kevin Durant type of frame, you're going to have to match up with these traditional power forwards. Jerome's going to have to stay out of foul trouble because you don't want to have a freshman having the bulk of the minutes in an NCAA tournament. He's capable, but... He played very subpar throughout this tournament. He has. He, the he has, tournament. but he has talent. The coach trusts him. Of course, him. of course. The coach trusts him, and he has meat on his bones. So he's not going to get back down. He's going to be able to get some rebounds, maybe get to the foul line. But I think that what you're saying is a great point. When I see the Bison play, I think of two things. The Warriors, based on their like prolific offense, and then I don't remember if you guys remember this, but back in 20. 2014, I believe, the Suns were the first team in the NBA that said we want to have a three-guard rotation that starts. And it was going to be Brandon Knight, um, the guy that got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. I can't remember his name. Eric Bledsoe, and then Isaiah Thomas. And that's why they had Isaiah Thomas on that team. And they were going to try and run, have a fast-paced offense, get out in transition, and score buckets. But it didn't work at the elite level. It works in college. Absolutely. It absolutely works in college. And what a college. fun brand of basketball to watch, too. I think I think the reason we have such a great atmosphere and so many fans on campus, so many students who decide to go to these games, is really just because uh, they play fun basketball. It's really fun to watch. And they win. And they win. Mainly they win. But, but if you can win and you're having fun, my God, you're doing something right. I, I've said it a couple times on the show, but I think that they always play to the level of their opponent. So I think that they're going to end up playing good. I'm, I don't know if they win it or they lose. They're going to play good. They're going to, it's going to be a close game against Plattsburgh. Uh, I'd just be worried against a team if we were favored against because that's oh, when yeah. we always play down to the team's level. Absolutely. Now, plus our style of play two days in a row could, could wear on them. Who do you see being the most important person for this Bison squad? I know Daquan's the X factor, but... You can't win if Marcos and you can't win if Deontay don't get going. Who is more vital to the team's success? I think Marcos. I think Deontay. Deontay will be able to score no matter how. Because he can drive. He can get to free throw line. He can, he can put those he little can floaters lay up. up. He can th- float it. He can shoot. Marcos is always the focus. I don't know wh- why he always is the focus. Because I feel like Deontay is a better offensive player. Right. But... If Marcos is the focus and can still shoot decently well, because he does have some cold games. It, if he doesn't have a cold game, I feel like we're very tough to beat, and we can beat anyone. Now, I can explain this to you really, like, simply, like, in how Marcos is the, the focal focal player of the two teams. And I think it's because Marcos and Deontay, they feed off of each other. Deontay drives. you got to respect the drive. Leaves Marcos a little bit open. But you don't, you don't want to leave him because he's a knockdown shooter. He's consistent, and he's proven it by being CCC Player of the Year two years running. And then Marcos, he gets the outside shot going. You're not going to want to leave him. It leaves the lane open. You have uh, Deontay Bruton, who can get the screen from a Cunningham or even a um, Morrow. And you can't collapse on those kind of shots. It leaves the floater open. It leaves a lot of penetration to be had. And if you leave Marcos on the wing... Or even Tyler Dion and Tanaglia, who stepped up and made some crucial shots in that game in the championship. There's shooters everywhere, and they play well. I, I just think it's funny how Marcos is the focus point of every team's strategy, and it's only because he's a year older. If it was <laughs> Deontay coming in before him, Deontay would be the focus point for of the every other team, you know, I think you're. He just right. has more yeah. more to his game. I think. I mean, Marcos drives occasionally, but you guys are right. He definitely just hangs around the arc and is just lights out from the arc beyond the arc. But um, yeah, I think you're right. If it, if if he gets going, if he doesn't get going, that's really going to be the telltale sign of this game. Because if he doesn't get going, yeah, you're still going to have to respect it. But the defense is more keen to collapse on Deontay, and if you can stop Deontay and make Marco shoot every shot, it's it's dicey. There's still a chance, but it's dicey. I, I don't know what this team plays, but they play man-to-man. I expect a lot more of those, uh, like, fresh screens and then go for layups mm-hmm. for Marcos and 
Deontay, like they ran at the end of the game against Endicott. The um, the fake dribble handoff, back, yeah. backdoor cut. Yeah, it's not really a backdoor cut, but you, you know uh, what I'm saying. I know what you're talking yeah. about. So I, I think that we'll see a lot of that because there's going to be a lot of film on both teams, and you're going to have to switch it up. And those plays seem to work because if if you go under that screen, Marcos are going to shoot. If you go if you go over the screen, back, backdoor cut or whatever. So it's like it's impossible to guard. I think you'll yep. see a lot. Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch. I hope I, I'm going to stream it. Mm, I hope everyone stream it. streams it. I don't plan on driving four and a half hours. It's there, quite a trek. And then four and a half hours back. Yeah. But I, I bet your bottom dollar I'll be streaming. Hey, and uh, also in Nichols' uh, sports world, uh, the men have a championship this weekend, correct? That they do. The women's ice hockey game uh, on Saturday, Rough House was there. Courtside. Rinkside. Rinkside. Uh, and they won in overtime. And we missed it. <laughs> and we were walking around the rink because we thought overtime would be a little bit longer, and we missed the goal. A little bit longer than 26 seconds when the goal was scored. Right. Uh, McKenna? McKenna. Green? I don't know her last name. Gardner? We'll, we'll say Green. I don't think it's Green. I think it's longer. We'll say G. Uh, McKenna, Ken, G. McKenna G. Yeah, so congrats to them. Uh, I had a very fun time. It was really cool watching hockey. Great atmosphere. Uh, they almost got in a fight, which was awesome. Which, yo, <laughs> great job, great job. Almost getting into a fight on the rink. But sportsmanship triumphs. Sportsmanship triumphs. We win. Now they're playing against Mooresville State. Um, I don't know if it's Friday or Saturday. Is this the championship or is this, this is a semifinal? Okay. Mooresville State has not lost to a team in the conference all year. Well, now's but a hey, time. now's a good time to start. Any given day. Any right, team Jason? can any, go down on any given day. Any given day. So My favorite quote in sports. So that's going to be an exciting watch. Um, Nichols, winter sports has always been a strong point here, and I hope we can continue to uh, roll, you know? Honestly, great weekend for Nichols. Great weekend. 4-0. And Dean showing a little bit of sympathy. Throws the TV back on for JT. I just like when JT participates. JT and JT. You participated a lot in that. Nicholas segment, and really we are rewarding you. you. And we are rewarding you by letting you talk to us about the NCAA. <laughs> so what? what is going on in the NCAA today? Uh, well, conference tournaments is starting. Okay. What does so, that mean? What does that mean? Yeah. What do you mean, what does that mean? The conference tournament. Yeah, we just had a conference tournament oh, here. There, I thought <laughs> ours was the only conference tournament. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, are there any any big tournaments to watch? I remember the Big East a couple years ago when UConn was still in the Big East. That was a big tournament to watch. Big and, Ten starts or it started today actually in okay. Madison Square Garden. Oh, the Madison Square yeah. Garden tournament, nice. Uh, they're a week earlier, so then they can play at Madison Square Garden if they because next week is I think it's the Atlantic Ten there. Mm. I could be wrong. Actually, it might still be the Big East. Honestly, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it is. Now, um, I just want to, speaking of UConn, I just want to kick it over to a little uh, American Athletic Conference UConn's basketball. winning. UConn basketball is winning? Yeah. It, you want to just say that out loud so I can... Against bl- Temple. Oh, against Temple, yeah. So uh, is there any way that Wichita State doesn't win that conference? Yeah, I think that they have two really good uh, teams in that conference besides them. Houston's playing just as well as any team in the country. And Cincinnati is good. I've never, I've never been a big Cincinnati guy because I just feel like the offense is not good enough to consistently win. Mm-hmm. It is in that conference because that conference is a joke. Oh, it's a joke. At, at the bottom. But I think that they could. I wonder how they'll get the – the last game of the year, Cincinnati-Wichita State, whoever wins that game, if Wichita State ends up getting the two-seed – they might have to go be uh, through Houston and Cincinnati to get there. Oh, jeez. So the odds probably won't be in their favor. Mm-hmm. But I think that Wichita State's the best team in that conference for sure. Great. Um, and how's Duke doing? They lost the other day. Ooh. Uh, kind of choked there at the end. Every game that they've lost this year, they've been up by 14 points or more, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So uh, what do you think the problem is? They just can't close out games, obviously, but... Is it a Grayson Allen problem? Is it a Marvin Bagley no. problem? Uh, I just think that when they're fighting from behind, it's kind of like Nick Nichols basketball, same reference. Right. Uh, when they're from behind, they're scratching, they're cl- uh, clawing. clawing. Uh, they're trying to do everything they can to come back. They're playing hard. They're playing fast. Once they get up, 
they start slowing it down, just like Nichols at the end of the game. Then it just gets everything gets shaky because that's not they're not used to playing. Uh, let's waste a clock for 20 seconds and then run out of plays. And honestly, a lot of teams are like that too. Like it's not just basketball either. It's the NFL. Like mm-hmm. teams take their foot off the gas all the time, and it comes back to bite them. I'm all I'm all for it if you're up by like 10 or so, like the game's semi out of reach where it's like they can make a run for it to come and play. But when it's like two or three points, I don't think uh, wasting extra 10 seconds is really going to do anything. I think you still got to score. You got to get into your offense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. Um, I really want to talk about Shaq's kid. All right, let's talk about Shaq's kid. JT, you know about all the NCAA allegations and who's being paid and who's not being paid. I So he, did he do this because the school is just under a lot of scrutiny? And why, why put yourself and your son into uh, a bad situation when he can go somewhere that's not? being targeted by the FBI, all that stuff. I think that's exactly it. Why go to Arizona when you don't know? Because the coach was caught on the phone, wiretapped, saying to DeAndre Ayton, who's a great player, going to be top five pick in the NBA draft play. Uh, he's a beast. Yeah, no, uh, very good. Saying, yeah, give him $100,000 if it's going to make him come here. Did you hear um, his, his lawyer's response? Like, oh, no, this is outrageous. Like, yeah. So, like, the FBI is like, oh, we heard that there was a $100,000 deal discussion. The lawyer's like, ah, nah. No, <laughs> yeah. no it wasn't us. Happen. Can't relate. Yeah, he thinks he's going <laughs> to get vindicated. But uh, I think that it's going to end up coming down to whether or not Arizona fires the head coach, which the head coach, if he gets fired with cause, gets more money than if he was fired without cause. So if he was fired last year just due to p- bad performance, he would have got less money if he got fired because of now because he cheated or whatever. Huh. Which I want that lo- or agent, whoever that <laughs> is, because that's a great contract. That's a great contract. That's basically saying, yeah, we're going to cheat. We're going to do whatever we want. If we get fired, who cares? We, ha- we get more money. Yeah. Now, I have an actual quick debate that I want you guys to answer. Which allegation is worse, the paying the players $100,000 or the Louisville where they just got their titles sanctioned and all that for having, like, the workers and all the recruiting and all that. Which is worse? Um, It depends what standpoint you're talking from. Are we talking from an NCAA standpoint, which is worse? Because the NCAA, very corrupt. They don't want to pay their players even though they're making billions. So I would say that the sex workers is worse because some of those kids could have been underage, um, those recruits. Okay. Um, And $100,000 to the NCAA is absolutely nothing. 100,000, yeah. Absolutely sure. nothing for the NCAA. The amount of money they make. They're, uh, you could honestly, I just can't believe that. Uh, I mean, I get it. They're getting a free education. None of them stay for four years. Not all of them stay for four years. Uh, none of them go to class, I'm assuming. I mean, I'm sure some of them do. I don't want to stereotype all all athletes in the Division One level. The top flight athletes, I would the assume. The top, top flight who are no, like, oh, I'm just going to go to the league, like, in whatever sport they're in. I guarantee you they have a hard time getting up to go to class. Um, so it's not like their education is worth a lot to them if they know they're just going to go pro. Um, I mean, I, I get the whole amateurism thing. You want to protect amateurism. But there's got to be some way. Um, and JT had a good point about this. Uh, we were talking the other day. Uh, or maybe it was with me, you and me, Danny. We were, we were having a little discussion. Uh, about uh, one of you guys going to have to chime in. About the uh, NCAA dissolving potentially. And having other leagues form up was that with you, JT? I think oh that yeah, was with, uh, yeah. Was it with all of us? Maybe. Could have been. No, it was just me and you. Yeah, he probably just recycles all of his yeah. stuff. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I have. So what is that, JT? Do you remember? Just uh, I saw like stuff that I was saying in ten to fifteen years, the NCAA could just not even be a thing anymore. Right. The schools can end up leaving the NCAA, which I didn't even know you could do. But yeah. apparently, you can do that. Yeah, you school. you can do it, and if all the big schools do it, then. Someone is going to be, like, not, not him, but, like, Roger Goodell, someone's going to be commissioner, come in and do this yeah. and pl- do this league almost like a pro-style league. Right, league. which, if they run it like a pro-style league, they start paying players, and you give teams an, a budget to spend on players, absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. I would be so into college basketball if that happened, because while there might be some super teams... I feel like it wouldn't be the case that the NBA has 
JT, like, would you would you like this? No, I wouldn't. Why? Um, just not for play, uh, paying players. I mean, I don't think, I yeah, I don't think you should have players being paid per se, like salaries. But you have to have give them give them their rights to their names. Right now, they can't even uh, capitalize on their their likeness. You can't have um, like so, let's just take for example Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel in college. He couldn't even uh, sell jerseys with his name on it. He got in trouble for this, didn't he? He signed autographs and yes. someone sold it, I think. So, like, you can't – if NCAA just made that allowable, then just the players who are making a brand for themselves, making a name for themselves, Grayson Allen, could you imagine what he'd be, like, being able to be doing that, getting sponsors and everything like that? I so, don't know. I just don't – I don't know if paying them with a salary is the way to go, but maybe just allowing them to, you know, capitalize on their name. On the reputation. So my idea of a salary, I think you have it a little misconstrued. What I want, how deep is an NBA, uh, is a college team's roster? I know NBA is 13 or 15. Um, It's 14. It's it's like, I can look. It's like 12. I mean, there's no. So we'll say 13 again. But, I mean, you also got two or three walk-ons. Okay. You only have like seven or probably like nine or ten scholarship players at most. Uh, They get 13 scholarships. So you just want to run with that? Yeah, 13 scholarships. And a lot of them don't even use them. People transfer. Mm-hmm. People don't accept the scholarship. None, so. Nonetheless, thirteen scholarships. I want. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. One point three million that you can spend to get all thirteen of those players there. If you end up giving one player six hundred thousand and another player gets thirty thousand, mm-hmm. that's up to them. If you give each player of the thirteen a hundred thousand each to go play there, that's up to them. Where Where are they getting this money? It's a billion-dollar industry. No, I'm just wondering uh, where they get it from. <laughs> it's a billion-dollar industry. Are they going to get it from the SA? I would, I would assume television deals, uh, collective bargaining agreements, uh, like where you get a television deal. If they're if they're uh, dissolving from the NCAA, they're going to have to renegotiate deals to have televised games because people are going to want to watch this. Because the schools can't afford it. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're absolutely the other right. thing, too, is that uh, we're talking about basketball. What about all the other sports uh, that they offer? Are they going to, then the conversation yeah. becomes, are you going to start paying them? Because yeah. they're Division One athletes as and well. And all those know? other sports don't make money. No, they're all lose ba- money. Basketball, basketball and football, right? Basketball, football, barely. I think, that, I think there was only like five, teen, or five schools in the whole nation that actually went positive in revenue last year for athletics. Mm-hmm. I would argue that based on what you bring in for the schools, how, how much you should get paid in retrospect. But I do believe... That even if it's fifty dollars a week, I believe every player should be paid. Yeah, but it's fifty dollars now. When's it going to be five hundred? When's it going to be five thousand? When's it going to be fifty thousand? And just, then all that is going to tuition for everyone else is just going to rise. Schools are going to make the money up somewhere. That's true. But if the schools are individually um, negotiating these broadcasting deals, if the schools are individually like negotiating a lot of these player negotiations and along those lines. I, I don't I don't necessarily see it being a huge problem. I don't see tuition inflating drastically. It might uptake a little bit, but I mean these are all problems that we'll have to see if this actually. It's just about getting the conversation going at this point. Yeah, it's just you just want to get get an open discussion because that is something that like it's more than one conversation that people have to have um, about deciding what to do about it. But I think uh, guys both make good points. I mean JT's JT's right. They have to make up the money somehow, but. Danny, I think you're right when you say that you you gotta. I mean, somehow, some way, these players will be getting compensated somehow. I think in the future. I'm. I hope it happens. Maybe. Maybe not all of the NCAA schools dropping out. Maybe not even all the big ones, but maybe a couple big ones just yep. to try it out. And they don't have to pull. I, actually, I'm not sure, but correct me if I'm wrong. Would they have to pull all of their sports out or yes you're saying yes yeah i think so if you try to leave right yeah so maybe like a couple i don't think it would start at the division one level i believe it would start at like a d3 ah no probably it would start at the d1 level right because that's the only way they'd get endorsements and contracts and only way you'd get any traction too yeah if nichols college left the ncaa tomorrow no one would care but i don't see like clemson or alabama i don't see them dropping out right but interesting nonetheless very interesting. Is that all of our orange? Oh, that's not even half of our orange ball stuff. Uh, yeah. So, do you want to just brush on just these. just pick on? Yes. Okay. So, Demar Derozan's depressed. Why is he depressed? 
uh, because he's a human, like because and he has feelings. Yeah, at the end of the day, like all these athletes, they go home, they have lives of their own, and people forget that. Like, people do forget that. I only wanted to put this in because, like, it just shows that athletes they deal with more than you could be at the top of your game. They could be the number one, two seed in the Asian Conference, and at the end of the day, you still have these issues that you got to face. And a lot of fans, they just they're like, "Oh yeah, you missed the game-winning shot." Meanwhile, Demar Derozan has bigger problems on his hand. Right. Just I, I just wanted to put that in there, just kind of yep. brush over the fact that these people are player. These players are people too, and they mm-hmm. have emotions. They have uh, mental, psyche. I'm trying to think of like mental mental health issues. Mental health issues. Yes. Correct. I drew, drew an absolute blank. <laughs> But yeah, just feel for him. I absolutely feel for him. I hope he breaks out of it, and I hope that he can have and maintain the good good uh, season that they've been having. Yeah, true. Especially as a two seed, mm-hmm. you don't want to play depressed. You don't want anyone to be depressed, especially not the the face of a franchise. Right. But moving on. All right, moving on. LeBron James, first player to do what? Thirty k, eight k, eight k, and as always, he congratulated himself. Did he again? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't as big as the last one. The high school. Yeah, <laughs> but like it was uh, on Instagram, just like oh, just like noting it. This yeah. I had no issue with. Like, like oh wow, I got thirty thousand, eight thousand, eight thousand. Like good for me. Like cool. Look, Great. Like Kevin Love wished him luck, and he's like, yeah, come back soon. Like mm-hmm. I need more assists. Yeah, true. Fine, whatever. Kevin Love. Come you know on. what, LeBron? Congrats! You averaged a triple double. A triple double this this month. Good for you. I don't think anyone's ever averaged a triple double in a month or a season ever. So, hmm, hmm. <laughs> but when LeBron does it, we should talk about it. Yeah, right. It's not like Russell Westbrook did it last year. Yeah, the entire year. All right. So, last thing for the orange ball talk, the last nylon thing. breakdown. Some might call it. Uh, James Harden, the beard. The beard. He said, "Hey, this is the Rockets' year." Which I didn't think NASA was going to the moon anytime soon. <laughs> but apparently they are. Uh, JT, do you think that the Rockets have any chance of dethroning the Warriors that I, think, I just that I just shut off? On I the think TV? they do. Do you? I think they do too. James I, Harden's nasty. No, Honestly. I mean I don't think that they have a chance. I think oh. they will. Oh, you think they will? Ooh, wow. Sizzler. Wow, that was very uh, dramatic. Aggressive. They're winning all this year. The Rockets. Yep. And what makes you say that? This is the year. Tell us why. This, this is the year. They're the best team. You know what? They're the best team in the best conference. You know what? I'm, I'm not going to press JT on his reasoning behind this because let me tell you one thing. When JT makes a guarantee like this, is that a JT guarantee? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he makes a guarantee, that that's when you know things. When I make a guarantee, people are like, all right, great, that's fine. Like, like 40%. 40%. Maybe. JT, when he speaks... I think the magic is going to happen. The best team in the best conference. I can't deny that. I was going to be the only one, I thought, that was going to say the Rockets have a chance, but you guys both jumped on this boat. So let me play devil's advocate. Hmm. It's still the Warriors. They still have two MVPs on their team, a 40, 50, 90 player, as in like 40% uh, field goal percentage, 50% or 40% three-point, 50% from the field, 90% free throw line, and Clay Thompson. Steph Curry, marksman from three. Kevin Durant, lanky, one of the best players in NBA history and one of the premier players in the league, as well as reigning defensive player of the year, Draymond Green. What's stopping the Warriors from just flipping a switch, running through the playoffs? I know the Thunder have been jumping on the Warriors. What stops the Warriors from saying, yeah, you guys are good in the regular season? We have the regular season record. You know what that did for us? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Maybe they turn it on in the playoffs. Maybe. They have experience. They have experience. They have players that can play. I think that this year it's just going to wear them down because there's so many good teams mm. that I think if you play – so theoretically they could play the Thunder or and the Rockets back-to-back, and that's that's just going to wear them down. That's tough. I, I think that you cannot have a tougher draw. And then you can even play the – even if you somehow play the Spurs – and Kawhi's back. Like, right there, that's another team that can beat you. I was going to say, if Kawhi comes back, the Spurs very well could be one of the teams in the upper echelon that would have the opportunity to dethrone the Warriors as well. Like, Kawhi hasn't played at all, and the Spurs are still very good. Yeah, now, what do you guys I agree. Over there? No, I totally agree. <laughs> they're, they're, one, they're one of five teams with a 600 win percentage, 
and that's without Kawhi. So it's crazy. one All Star and the worst yeah. All Star out of the bunch. Not worst, but the last pick. Yeah, I All think right. that they're a really good team. But cool. you say Rockets. You say Rockets. You know what? I'll hop on the board. Hop on. I'm hopping on the rocket. Let's go. Stir it up. Take me to the take me to the finals, the NBA finals. Yeah, it'd be great. All in for June. I just want someone besides the Warriors and the Cavs to be in the finals. Ooh, Rockets, Rockets, uh, Celtics. Rockets, I, Raptors choose, would be kind of sick. If I get to choose, Rockets, Celtics. All right. No. You don't want a Rockets, Raptors? Nah, the What's Raptors small markets? Huh? You think? Yeah. You think the Celtics would get swept, or you think we'd uh, maybe hammer Against out the Rockets? One, yeah, one or two. Celtics have such a good home court advantage that I think they'll pull one out. Maybe two. Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Depend. Probably not, but we'll, we, we can say we'll see. All right. And that's our <laughs> basketball talk. So now we're going to move on. Um, Danny, I think I might want to move this debate to the start the show next week. I was going to say we just keep this under wraps. I say we kick off the show next week with that debate. All right. Fine. All right. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, so, JT, let's finish up with some PGA talk. Tiger Woods back in action this past weekend. What did what did you think of his performance? Where did he finish first off? Tied for twelfth or twelfth? One of those. I think it's twelfth. Okay. I had serious money on sixth or seventh. I don't remember which. I think it was seventh. Which means no, I was sixth. Close. We said over. We both went over on his finishing place at thirty. Yes. So there just goes to show how much we know golf. Um, well, he shot. It's not even like he did good. He shot even par. Yeah. Right. Even twelfth. It's just tough conditions all weekend. <laughs> Um, good to see him back out there. Back-to-back tournaments that yeah. you played in? Yeah. So, Missed the the last one, though. Yeah. Getting back in the groove a little bit, I guess. Um, the real story coming out of this tournament, though. Justin Thomas, who was your winner of the tournament, uh, coming down, I think, 18, 17, one of these holes, uh, and a fan was yelling, hey, I hope your ball gets in the water. Hey, I hope you hit in the bunker. Like, heckling, <laughs> I heckling that. Justin I heard Thomas. I story. Yep, and Justin Thomas said, okay, uh, see you later, buddy, and kicked him out. And uh, there was a whole big backlash for Justin Thomas because they were like, well, you should just learn how to focus. Now, I honestly, people really hate the, you know, yells after people hit shots or whatever. Um, I think there's a certain time and place for um, – people to freak out and people to go crazy um, after a shot gets hit. Uh, but I think people need to realize that this isn't football, this isn't basketball. Uh, the game of golf is kind of more purist, more traditional in that standpoint. It, the audience is more respectful. Are you pulling up the bar stool? Thing? I was going to ask you to pull it up. I don't know where to find it, but I really want to get into that and dive into that. Oh, do you want to dive in? If we're shelving the debate, I want to end with a little bit of uh, potential golf changes, not, not PGA, of course. But some barstool stuff. Yeah. I was going to say, not even close to potential, but... Yeah. But, JT, go give your take on the tourney, because I'm not an avid golfer. I dabble, but I don't excel. On the tourney? Or what? The, the, the tournament. Oh, the tournament? Yeah, we have a tournament coming up this week for golf. Uh, yeah, it's, it's in the Mexico. World, it is in Mexico. Yep. Uh, World Golf Championship. Yep. Um, last year, uh, DJ won it, Dustin Johnson. Um, do you have any sort of pick you want to give for this week? I have one pulled up right here. Uh, you, you go with yours and explain it. Okay. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go with Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland, who uh, won the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Mm-hmm. Hits the ball far. Hits the ball very far. Uh, he uh, came tied 7th uh, in Hawaii, tied for 12th at the Farmers Insurance. Um, he's just kind of playing well right now. And you know what? If if there's anyone to win it, I'm going to have to say Gary Woodland is uh, my pick this week. Okay, I'm going to go with someone who's been playing the best out of anyone in the world. Okay. Justin Rose. Justin Rose. That's a good pick. Yeah, I think his last 12 starts, he he has not finished outside of the top 20 or something like that. Yep. He's won a couple times. Uh, I think he's a very solid player. He's a, he's a He does everything good. He's not one of those guys that... Hits the ball very far, but it's weak somewhere else. Yeah. He does everything good. That's the type of play that you want to be. Great. So, um, here are the six ways that Barcelona owner Dave Portnoy says uh, will fix golf. Now I'm very excited about this. I don't agree with, like, half of these. But okay. I agree but with one of them. I agree with, I think, maybe one or two. I think, yeah, I have two in my head. All right, so number one, 
make every tournament um, the Waste Management Open, which, if people don't know, the Waste Management Open golf tournament in Phoenix, um, there's a hole, 16th? Yes. 16th hole, which is basically stadium hole. People lined up and down. the. Uh, it's part three, so it's a shorter hole, and people just get to yell, scream, they drink. Um, great atmosphere. Players kind of love it. Um, yeah, so make sure every uh, golf tournament is exactly like that one hole. Would you want that as a fan of golf? Me personally, no. I don't think I would either. But I can see uh, the idea here is that um, golfers hate people who heckle. Uh, if you make everyone allowed to heckle now, then the good golfers will have to have extreme mental toughness. Which, honestly, it, I don't get how golf got the priority here where they're like, oh, yeah, you guys can't talk. Like, I'm sure free throws would be more, uh, like, widely made mm-hmm. if no fans screamed. Like, it's it's just uh, it's not really fair. I wouldn't mind it, but at the same time, it does kind of uh, it, it goes against the traditions of uh, traditional yeah. golf. And my thing too is it's it's much like golf's not. You can't really, in my opinion, compare golf to a sport like basketball. Uh, you can compare it to, I would say, more of a sport like bowling or chess. Or ch- like, there's more respect between the fans and the people competing than there is with basketball. Basketball is just uh, the players and a big mob of people around them. Yeah. Golf, you, they allow you to stand, what, four or five feet away from these guys as you're walking through the course. Like, that's a privilege to have. you got to respect it. All right. Nice. Number two, ready? Yes. Quiet car holes, which basically means uh, four or five holes that are played like they are now, absolutely silent on the golf course. But this is, this is a tandem thing with the first row, right? Yes, correct. So this would be to appeal to the purists out there. Who want the quiet hole? Which, if you're going to change the rules, you don't you don't rip the bandaid off. You right. start tearing. You keep the quiet car rule. Yep. And eventually, you work it all the way out. But if you actually want to see the game get changed, or at least a tournament get adopted with these values and these rules, um, this is how you do it. Yep. All right. Number three, speed hole. Absolutely love it. So the strokes <laughs> don't count on this hole. What counts is how fast you finish the hole. I love this. This sounds amazing. I mean, it... it what about you? It could be fun. Boy, how does that help the tournament? Right. You don't keep I, at this point, the, you can tell the article's getting into satire. Well, no. Here's my. Here's how I would judge it. Okay. Um, anything less than 30 seconds, hole in one. 45 seconds, 30, 30 to 45 seconds, two. 45 to a minute, three. Like, you're sprinting. You choose two clubs, and you are out of there like yeah i think that would be fun if you have obviously not 30 seconds no one's gonna make it that'd be fun in like a pro-am i think kevin nod did that what finished around and like it was like close to an hour or just over an hour 18 holes what in one of the tournaments and he shot like two under three under oh my god that's ridiculous all right so number four would you would you watch that I, if it was like a pro-am or like a charity golf tournament, I would watch it. That sounds fun. It would be, it's definitely like a sports center highlight. Yeah. Good for exposure. What club would you use? I don't think you touch the driver. Uh, I think you touch the driver and you just keep smacking up the fairway if strokes don't count. I think you just keep grabbing a uh, like a three or a four mm. and you have like a put- you have a putter in like your belt loop. Okay. And you're just whacking it trying to get it onto the green. And then once you're near the green, you just start putting. True. All right, number four is one throw per 18, which means... I have one question. Oh, yeah. Would you be able to just, like, put it on your club and, like, drag it and, like, keep hitting it, or... Right, that's what I'm saying with the driver. You just, like, polo. Yes. Yeah. Would that be allowed? Yeah, because strokes don't count. Huh. All right, number four, one throw per 18, which means (laughs) uh, at any time after the tee shot, you can take uh, the person, your opponent's ball, and just throw it wherever you want, as long as it doesn't go out of bounds. I love this. That sounds fun. (laughs) <laughs> It'd be annoying if I had a good if I had a good whack at it, mm. and then someone said, "Ah!" I said, "No, no, no I'm going to throw it over behind here behind the street." Yeah. Um, number five is a spring break hole, which basically just means have college kids, um, lounge chairs, uh, DJs, etc., um, at one hole. On, I don't know. Sounds terrible. Sounds awful. yeah. Uh, and then the last one is gambling on every hole. Now this yes. happens a lot uh, with the amateur golfer. Um, not like actual turns, but people go out and golf, they gamble. It's just part of the game. Maybe allow that to start happening. I'm fine with that. 
Maybe closest to the pin. Mm-hmm. Any other stuff like that? Yeah, and that's basically the six ways to uh, save golf. Uh, JT, anything? No. What did you think about those? I, I pretty like, funny. Pretty set. I like the stadium holes, but I think they would get old if you had they, too many of them. Yeah, they have to be on holes that are like kind of out in the middle of nowhere because if they're cheering the whole time right. and doing whatever, then they're just gonna uh, affect the next tee shot or on the green nearby. That's very true. All right, so, should I throw on some music let's for us, JT? The music. All right, but. You want to tell the people what the debate's going to be next week? So the debate next week, we're going to talk about a fight to the death. Oh, between who? Uh, it's going to be between you versus an eagle. Okay. You versus an alligator. Okay. You versus a wolf. Okay. Which one is the hardest animal to defeat? We might, we might add some more. We might add some less. We'll see. We'll see. So, JT, how about you start off with the shout-outs because I feel like your vocal cords haven't warmed up yet. So go no, ahead. I'll go last. Oh, you'll go last. All right. So I'm going to say shout-out. Mom, dad, and my dog. My, you took all my shout-outs. My, my dog is sick this week with a cough. Oh, kennel cough? Uh, yes, it Yo. has to take Robitussin. Dude, my dogs came back from the kennel, and they had a cough, and we were sick for months. Yeah. So shout-out to her. I hope she feels better. Shout-out to my sister. Uh, shout-out to Emily. Uh, and that's all I got. I don't know if kennel cough like, transmits to humans, but I had a cough for like, well over a month and a half. A scratchy throat. You remember. I do. I was coughing everywhere. Yeah. But shout-out. Tossy, Cam, Jill, Nige, Mom, Dad, all you guys out there, Roughhouse Riders, Coach Sambrowski. Oh, Coach Sambrowski. Hooking us up with a couple things this week. And we're going to get into that next week. Next week. We want to do the notes, actually have a chance to look at them as a unit. Yep. And we're going to do that as well as a charity golf event. Ooh, potentially. Potentially. We could be there. JT? So, my mom, my dad... Jeff. You sound so not excited uh, to give these shout outs. My grandfather, Papa. Ooh, there and you go. that's about it. All right. All right. Great, JT. Well, well, hey. This has been our show. This has been our show. It's been a great time. Baker's Dozen Show. Baker's Dozen. Catch us on the podcast later. We will see you guys.